Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Questions, Better Life podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Elliott, and on this podcast, I look to answer a simple yet powerful question. How can we ask better questions to live a better life? Now, if this is your first episode, your first time to the Better Questions, Better Life podcast, let me welcome you. This podcast you'll find is broken into two sections. The first section is basically where I take this idea about how we can ask better questions to live a better life and break it down into smaller bite-sized topics where we can start to look at different strategies, tactics, and approaches to help you ask better questions to, to live a better life. The second part, like today's episode, is made up of a range of interviews with a variety of professionals who all really share one common bond. Their ability to do their jobs largely depends on their ability to ask good questions. So far on the podcast, we've had qualitative researchers, data scientists, retired police officers, high-priced consultants, professional interviewers, personal coaches, and a range of other top professionals so we can ultimately learn how to ask questions like, say, a police detective or a researcher. I'm super excited. I'm just going through the process, as I've been sort of talking about and alluding over the last couple episodes, of booking in a range of additional people. Uh, We've uh, just had somebody who runs a general manager uh, out of uh, Silicon Valley. We're looking at uh, MDs, PhDs, and just a variety of really smart switched on professionals. So make sure you, uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and uh, obviously where we're going to continue to really explore this idea. Of course, links to everything always available on the Better Questions, Better Life website. It's going to be betterquestionsbetterlife.co. You can uh, check us out on all the social medias. We're trying to use the hashtag BQBL. So if you want to check out more information, more resources, and uh, just get a little bit more Better Questions, Better Life goodness in your life, make sure you check that out on the social medias. Of course, I want to take a quick minute, as always, to thank our sponsor, YZ. If you haven't checked it out already, the YZ is an easy-to-use online training software that makes it so simple to create and deliver online learning. If you haven't already, make sure you jump over to their website at yz.com. That's w-y-z-e-d.com to check out some videos and even get started with your own 14-day free trial. But with that being said, um, we're going to get into today's interview. But but before we get into today's episode, I want to just give a bit of background Because today's interview was the interview that was never actually meant to be an interview. And let me explain. So um, I got uh, a LinkedIn request from uh, today's guest, Chris Shembra, uh, back in, I think it was early March, maybe late February 2019. And uh, I I love connecting with a range of professionals uh, on LinkedIn. It's just super fascinating to see what people do as a part of their jobs. Uh, But I didn't really think too much of it uh, when he initially sent the connection request across. Um, so anyway, I, I connected, uh, and he sent me a message and he started to, to, to basically tell me why he had connected with me on the podcast. And basically what he was doing was he was connecting with people whose job title on LinkedIn is chief question asker, which I'm self-appointed myself as a part of the podcast, obviously. Um, so very interesting. And we had a little bit of a, a LinkedIn chat back and forth. And he eventually suggested, hey, look, let's let's take this off of LinkedIn and let's actually connect up to have a meeting. So I, I agree, too. I was it certainly piqued my interest at that stage. And uh, we uh, he passed me off to his assistant to book in a meeting. Now, 
I'm uh, I'm I'm not exactly a morning person, but I for my job I work with clients internationally, so it's it's pretty common that I do get up very early to work with uh, clients as a part of my day job uh, all over the world, and obviously um, on the east coast of uh, North America, very common. Um, but uh, the meeting, the the chat, which you're about to hear in a few moments, was uh, well, basically Chris is in New York, I'm in Melbourne, just for some context as to that, and the meeting was scheduled for basically three thirty a.m. my time on I think a Wednesday so uh I I got up at about three o'clock I think I managed to make myself a coffee or get myself tea and sit down for what ended up being probably one of the most interesting conversations I've ever had with a a truly unique a unique individual that Chris is and just his outlook on life and his view on questions and um just what who he is and what he's done so anyway, so uh, we started talking and he asked me a ton of really interesting questions and uh, my brain took a little while to warm up to the conversation and kind of get going in the morning as it was still pretty early. And it, I guess it ended up being one of the most interesting conversations, but I think it's only near the very end of our chat that I actually asked him, hey, Chris, do you mind if I actually use this as a podcast interview? Because it was so interesting and we discovered, we ch- chatted about so many really, really interesting things and really different things than I'd kind of really expect to chat about. So there's about uh, 20 minutes or so uh, that I've cut off uh, of him asking me questions just for sake of time and for the context of interviewing him. Um, So I apologize both A, that the conversation doesn't necessarily kind of follow a very linear path. I'd done zero research. Uh, I was not prepared for the way the conversation was going, but that's okay. That's the beauty of life and the beauty of asking questions. And uh, you'll also know the audio is absolutely atrocious. Um, I didn't, I wasn't using any of my proper uh, podcast setup. It was just a couple guys with some uh, mics just talking about asking questions. And um, there's one particular idea at the end where Chris and I were kind of joking about something about this big vision. I won't mention what it is. You gotta, gotta listen to it because there's a bit of a bit of a journey to that, but it's really got me thinking a lot about what I want to create here on the podcast and, and how I really want to turn this into a meaningful impact to, to people and specifically setting goals. One more thing I want to quickly go through. As I mentioned, uh, we uh, jump into our conversation today at about a minute 20 or so. So usually with my guests, they obviously give opportunities to introduce themselves. But given that this is a no ordinary chat, um, I'm going to just take a quick minute and read a bit of a blurb to uh, just to help bring a little bit of context as to who Chris Shembra is and what Chris Shembra does. You will get to a lot uh, more of what he does a little later on. A lot of this will make sense, but I want to just really set the scene for at least the first part of our chat. So Chris Shembra is the founder and chief question asker of 747, and I'm just going to read um, off his bio here. So Chris received incredible accolades before the age of 30, but found himself broken inside until an epiphany over his signature pasta sauce saved his life. Chris realized while eating his pasta alone that without authentic connection, insecurity left him cold and hopeless in a broken world and he figured that others must feel the same. Now, to confirm his findings that we all crave and need greater connection, Chris invested in himself and others. He invented, invited rather, 16 strangers to share his pasta, put into a pot at 7.47 p.m. Obstacles were broken, connections fused, and lives changed forever over a simple dinner table. Joy replaced insecurity. 
Thus formed 747, an organization which helps companies better uh, connect better to themselves and those around them. By choreographing shared responsibilities and conversations, Chris dismantles barriers, builds teams, and changes lives. Today, Chris and 747 are called upon to help organizations give the gift of community and belonging to their VIP clients and partners. Since uh, July 2015, 747 has worked with over 5,300 leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals, advised 70-plus companies, and sparked more than 300,000 relationships. So just off script there for a sec. So that was just a little bit about Chris. A lot of this will make sense in a few moments once we get into today's chat. He also has a TED Talk and he runs his own podcast. So I'll make sure I include all the links in the show notes. But without further ado, let's get into today's chat with Chris Shimbra. But I'm really, I'm really curious about yourself. I mean, I know obviously, uh, you know, went through again earlier, just learning and, and watching some of your stuff. I, I saw you had a TED talk, and I'm, I'm very jealous. I haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I know we talked a little bit about what inspired you, but I'm really curious to know, like, when you were when you were running your dinner parties and you're running these events, kind of thing. What sort of questions or, or what sort of what sort of things do you do? I suppose is a better way to frame it to sort of try to get that connection and sort of start to drive a lot of those conversations that people obviously seem to be really resonating with and having, you know, amazing, amazing connections and experiences out of them. What sort of things do you do to sort of help to facilitate that? I mean, I'd, I'd relate, I'd answer that question by rephrasing what you just said about what makes a good question is that a question is a marathon and a question is everything that you do around that question to prepare the safe space for that question to be asked. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at gatherings and we look at dinners, which we've been, we've been honored to do quite a lot of, you know, in, in recent memory. And what we figured out was that, um, in order to ask the right questions to facilitate the greatest transformation, the greatest awakening and the greatest opportunities for connection. Not only did you have to spend time that night to prepare, but -hmm. you had to spend time weeks leading up priming the attendees in order for total transformation. Mm. So it starts weeks prior, Mm -hmm. it's months prior. Starts by setting, it starts by inviting who you're going to ask a question to, to feel like they're part of something greater than themselves. Mm. And so how we do that specifically is we focus our entire life on just asking one question and diving to the depths of that one question. Mm. rather than us being good at asking a thousand different questions. Mm-hmm. And we sum that up as we help create what's what we call third party, third party vulnerability. So I'll, I'll get there by the end of this explanation. Mm-hmm. So, so at our dinners, you know, our gatherings, the purpose of our gatherings is to create these, temporary alternative worlds that completely displace our attendees 
mm. from the, as you said, ego and stress and unhappiness that they're feeling before they've walked through the door. Yeah, I like that, yeah. So by the time they walk through the door, we're delegating tasks, we're getting them to work together in shared activities, we're getting people that have never met each other to work together to create the meal, we're doing this, we're doing that, all with the purpose that we have to prepare the mind for that question that's coming later. We have to prepare them slowly for that. So if they walk through the door like their shit don't stink, mm -hmm. we have to somehow convince them that serving your neighbor and serving the greater good of that community is good for yourself and is something that they should want to do. Mm -hmm. So we do that through our dinners, through the night, I mean, literally from 6.30 p.m. our arrivals, 8 p.m. dinner served, but at 7.47 p.m. we delegate 11 specific tasks empowering the attendees to work together to create the meal. Mm -hmm. That shared group moment so that by the time yeah. we sit down to dinner, everyone's had their hand in the pot, they feel together, they feel connected, 8.30 is dessert, 8.32 is a joke, 8.35 we open up for communal discussion on the same question every dinner. Mm -hmm. So our approach to question asking is the same approach that, that I learned from a great mentor and father figure in my life. It was Mark, his name's, oh, you're Canadian. Uh, his name's Mark Messier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he only gives his time to one charity. Tuesday's Children's Fund. That's it. That's his brand. That's his mm. boom. We only give our time to one question in life. And that question is what we ask at every single one of our dinners. The question is, if you could give credit. So anyway, to one enough preamble, life, enough, uh, enough kind enough of rambling to. on. I'll, I'll leave it there. I'm be. super excited today to to uh, to give you the, the, the interview that was never meant to be featuring Chris Shembra. So that being said, that question, let's get right into it. We've been asking that question since 8.35 p.m. on Wednesday, July 15th of 2015. And it is statistically been the greatest question we've ever asked, ever because it uses what's called third-party vulnerability. So if I were to meet you in a small group setting and I went right up to you and I said, tell me your deepest, mm. darkest fears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell me your greatest failure. Tell yeah. me what could blah, blah, blah. It'd be easy for you to say, eh, I'm not ready for that. But yeah. Yeah. Stanford University did a 44-page research study called The Strength of Weak Ties, great sociological study that advocates that vital information is best passed through a social network through a weak connection. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you physically do the drawing of that research study, you've got a weak connection, and a weak connection that the information needs to go through, it's best going through a third-party broker to get there. Uh -huh. 
a real estate agent, a talent agent, a financial, blah, blah, blah. And so if we can use that architecture around this question to get the inner, the attendee, not to talking about their deepest, darkest fears, but give them the platform to talk about this third party person, who would you give credit or thanks yeah. to in your life? Right? They get to tell the stories revolving around that third party weak tie. And that's what invites the vulnerability. I mean, mm. at our dinners, if less than three people cry, we consider it a failed night, the average is six. Yeah. And it's because of that question. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. <laughs> what what have you have you always asked that question as a part of these dinner parties? I mean, I know you said from 2015 on, but did you start with other questions beforehand that you were asking? That was the was first question. One question. That was the first question, and we tried we tried a number of questions, you know, in between, mm -hmm. but then we just kept getting back to that question, and then we realized that that question does more. As you were saying earlier, a question is not just for a podcast format. Mm. That question does more for our business and life than just around the dinner table. Because yeah. then we found ourselves asking that question at every co conference we'd keynote, at every one-on-one -on -one meeting we'd take, at every stranger we'd run into in the, you know, the subway or whatever. It came with us everywhere. Mm. I mean, at, at, conferences that I'm keynoting, I always have them bring me in on the night before the, the keynote for their opening night party. So the, if the conference is 800 people, they'll do 150 person kind of VIP gathering the night before. Mm -hmm. Not only during the conference, do I not let them write my name on my name tag? I just make them write, who would you give voice to? Yeah. But at the VIP gatherings during check-ins, instead of writing their and own names, you got all these people walking around with all these names and obviously do yeah, it, this whole story, thing. that's the thread that people just need to just grab and pull essentially. Yeah. So at a, at a networking event, if we can shift the behavioral pattern from people walking up to each other saying, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> but then saying... You wrote down the name Sarah on your name tag. Why did you write down the name Sarah? Yeah. And so indirectly, then it's become easily the most powerful thing in our life. Yeah, now we're, now we're dedicated to it. We, <laughs> no, we, we ended up building an entire uh, you know, team around that question. Mm. The second part of the business, which we launched January 1st of this year, the second part of the business is a published research study interviewing 808 venture-backed founders, Fortune 50 CEOs over the course of the next year, this question. Mm -hmm. That's it. And so we built a, literally a 12 <laughs> now, 12-person 12 team around Jeez. just this question. Yeah. Uh, so that question means a lot to us. Wow. That's incredible. I have to admit, I love, I think that that question solves to me what is one of the, one of the, the, the holy grail of asking questions. And it's the question that there's essentially, it, the, the, yeah, the, the, how do I say it? The, 
the question of almost infinite depth, because I think one of the one of the hardest parts of asking questions is asking a question which then sort of predicates more and more questions, right? That thread, that sort of that infinitely pull, there's no, there's probably no real conclusion to that question. I mean, I don't think there's any money conclusions to many questions, but naturally and very organically, every answer is probably going to, to organ very organically sort of predicate three questions that can come off that, right? So you, it kind of, obviously, like I said, it naturally, the one question, you can just go deeper and mm. deeper and deeper and through, through that third party vulnerability, there's going to be infinite number of pathways off of that, that singular question that somebody's, it's probably going to be very easy. And it probably is very easy. And obviously what so success of it, that once you were able to create that space for them to be able to, to open up about that, that you just continue to pull and pull and pull and there's, there's no end to it really. So that's, um, uh, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. So I'm curious as well. So I know obviously you do the dinner party and whatnot. I know you you do advising as well too. How do you how do you typically approach questions when you're sitting down to to give advice or sitting with people who have come to you rather who are looking for advice? I always start with that question. Yeah, I was going to start there. Yeah, um, because that can uncover everything we'd ever need to know. Um, I mean, that's a good question because I, we don't, we don't have a set formula for how we approach, you know, serving. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, the, the core of our work are our dinners. Those are the big breadwinners. And all I have to do is focus in on one question at those dinners. Yeah. yeah. Um, the questions that I ask to prepare for those dinners are who are your greatest referral sources? Who are the biggest accounts you have? Who are the accounts that need the most work? Who are the accounts that might not renew next year? Who are the accounts that you can evangelize and have them in the future advocate on behalf of you? So how do we invest in the connectors in your business? Who are those connectors? Mm. So we, we believe that the multiplier effect of investing in your connectors leads to an increase in sales and productivity at your job. And so if you can invest in those connectors, they're just the tip of the iceberg. Um, so I guess those are the questions we ask because they're all centered around the who. Yeah. Um, we don't get into the what. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into the why. The why will come up through this question. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you, I mean, when you, no, you got No, after you. I'm done. <laughs> I was going to ask when you uh, obviously one thing I'm really struck by is you you have a very deep sense of I think why you do what you do um, I, I through through all looking at your website and watching uh, your talks and everything everything I saw there's a really deep seems intrinsic connection to to why you do what you do um, that, again a couple words kept coming up again and again and again and obviously you can really hear that sort of level of conviction and depth in your voice I'm really curious when you when you sit with people 
who maybe don't have that sense of clarity about why they do what they do or, or, or what's, what's really important to them and why it's important to them. Do you have questions that you typically try to refer back to or, or uh, different pathways or different suggestions that you might give to them to help them come to that same level of clarity and depth that you've obviously seemed to have kind of locked into? Comes back to this question. I wish <laughs> yeah. there was, I wish there was a more complicated, um, I'll give you examples. So, um, one, I, I mean, like we're doing, I mean, here we are in early March and we're already at 130 interviews deep in our study. So we're mm -hmm. doing them for, oh wait, hold on. Let me make sure I'm not late for something. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was going to say, yeah, but, uh, no. Um, so, so, Every, so every person that we're interviewing has raised a minimum $20 million for their business. They've just, you know, they're going into their next chapter of growth. And it's a pretty vulnerable time in their life. And so when we come in with this question and someone says, I'd like to give voice to, I'd like to give credit and thanks to my wife because she taught me X, Y, and Z, and she's stuck with me through <laughs> X, Y, and Z, yeah. we can go so much deeper, because then we can ask, as you know, what did you learn from her? What did blah, blah, blah. And then you can end up uncovering, like this one guy, I forget his name, was it this week or last week? I have no clue. Um, he ended up communicating that by the end of all of this, that his wife's name was, um, his wife's name was Shruti or Shruhuti, Saruti, and in Hindi that means culture. I was looking through my notes, and so I asked him, so how many of the values at your company? do you correlate from values you directly learn from her? He said, mm, probably all of them. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, then what would happen if you gave your company's values, your you know, client-facing values, team-facing values, what if you gave them a name? And what if you named them after your wife? And what if that name of those values actually translated into the word for culture. Mm -hmm. Would that be a connection point for your clients or for your team? I said, yes. So here's the theory behind that. Your story will always be more powerful than your mission. It's my yeah. belief. Yeah. Everybody's got a mission, right? We yeah. live in the activist economy. <laughs> yeah. Right. People at a record label at a record level are sitting the fuck up and saying, I stand for something and this is going to be my cause. Everybody's got a mission. The only thing that separates us is our story. So if you take a mission-driven company, like what he had, a mission-driven company that's driven by values, and you turn that narrative into a story-based, you know, a, a story that leads to mission, vision, values, you've just created more revenue. You've just created more connection. You've just created blah, 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 blah.
That's it. Mm. So, so that would be, if I was a, an advisor or a coach, that would be, uh, I would be able to ask for a board seat. I'd be asked yeah. for a million dollars a year in advisory. That would be very <laughs> valuable to that company yeah. that already makes a hundred million dollars a year. Just that switch will probably add 10 million a year in, in bottom line revenue. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my form of advisory is still centered around that single question. Cause that yeah. single question is the only thing in this life that I know 120% about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that as well too. I was thinking when you, when you were started talking about the story aspect, it made me think of a recent interview of uh, Seth Godin, who I mm. think is obviously a, a genius. And he talked a lot about how story, uh, essentially what I took out of it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> story is everything, right? Story is, 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 is everything. And he talked about Tiffany's jewelry as an example, right? Why is Tiffany's so expensive? It's just, it's just a, you know, it's just a diamond. It's a, it's objectively, you can take that diamond out of Tiffany's, go down the street, get it, get it valued. And it's not, it's worth 10 or, you know, 10% of what you spent on it, but it's the story behind it. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about that story and looking at Tesla, one of my favorite companies. I don't own a Tesla yet, but I love the story out of it. I love Elon Musk's story. And I think it's, it's, it's about that connection to it. And it's so much deeper than just, you know, we want to build electric cars and save the world, but it's that, it's the real sort of David and Goliath and that connection to that sort of very human component that is just, it's so, I think, I think it's a very, to me, it's been really profound and it continues to be such a profound realization as I sort of hold that idea um, and, and sort of apply that in life. But it's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, Cause I gotta, I gotta go soon, but I have a rather odd request of you. Um, of course. I, I, I'm, I, th this conversation it doesn't surprise me in retrospect, but obviously there's been a lot of a lot of the things that we've discussed are things that obviously I think about as questions, and a lot of the big challenging questions that I've been thinking about. I would actually love to use this this chat today as actually an episode of my podcast. Um, Let's do part that. Of my podcast is, is I interview guests as well, and yeah, I would love to use this audio recording as <laughs> as a uh, uh, yeah one of my future episodes coming up in the next sort of in the next month or so. That was the odd request? That was my odd request, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, the, you know, we need to, us chief question askers need to be interviewing all of the <laughs> chief question askers to get down to the bottom of what are we doing where we're only 15 people? How okay. can we get 1 million people by 2030 to have the title chief question asker? Mm -hmm. Actually, that's a great, that's a great goal. I think uh, that's a fantastic goal. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. There's something there. There is something there. There is something there. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, whether we have to hire bots to create LinkedIn <laughs> profile ghosts or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In that case, I think we could do a billion. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. That's, but, uh, that's an interesting, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because it, yeah, it's, it's interesting because that's, that's, that's inventing, mm. you know, it, I don't know. It's, in, it's inventing a, we could do a whole lot of things with that. 
Yeah. See, I, I, I love that idea. I think that, I mean, I, I think that that hits on something that I, 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 I think is, I think is hugely valuable, hugely valuable. Mm. Again, I think, I think if, I think even to like, use it, you as an example, right? You ask one question and you've run all these dinners and you've had all these people come through it. And I've no doubt that one question and all the resulting questions and answers from that has no doubt changed a lot of people's lives. So if we had a million people that each had their one question, the one single question that they, they know, they love, they've thought through, they understand, like, 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 like you, they understand all the hard work and all the process that needs to happen before that to, to obviously uh, to, to lead to that one question. If, if everybody had one question that they were really passionate about and they knew how to create the right environment to be able to ask that question in, the multiplying effect of that one person to you, you as just a simple example is, is going to touch everybody on the earth a couple times over. It's just simple one person, you know, hundred, hundred thousand people that they seem to touch through the different things that one question and it would be, it'd be incredible, incredibly profound. I think. Challenge accepted. Let's do it. There we go. So as a part of the podcast, I do, and I'm going to use this, I do have to ask the one question and it, it is fitting because it's even for my own interest, but where can I and others stay, uh, you know, connect with you online? I mean, I know you've got LinkedIn, you've got your website, but where else can people sort of stay, uh, stay connected to you? Um, I'd say email info at 747club.org and one of us will get back in touch and uh, you know, if, if they request to be put on an email list or they request a, a meeting about something, we'll see what we can do. And uh, yeah, fo- follow us on uh, LinkedIn and mm-hmm. in- Instagram, 747 club Instagram or Chris Shembra Instagram. And uh, yeah, look forward to meeting everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually include all the links in the show notes and whatnot to to it, and obviously on the website. I'm actually really curious. One last question I have for you is: um, uh, you're you're based in New York, I think. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have plans to take the show on the road to take your events on the road? Yeah, I mean, we we um, we're already we've done events in uh, London, Paris, Rome. Uh, we're, we're expanding to Amsterdam, Dublin, Germany, talks about Hong Kong and Singapore. We have clients in Tokyo. Uh, we're all over the U.S. Um, so it's uh, no Australia yet. Uh, that's what we <laughs> got to do. You'd have to change that. Look, if you're in, if you're in Hong Kong, you know, Australia is not too far away. It's a little bit of yeah. a quick, quick flight away. I'll leave out how long that flight is to not scare oh you, but... Uh, you'd uh, you'd love sitting here in Melbourne. I bet you there's a lot of people that uh, that would. Yeah, I gotta come benefit. visit my buddy Clyde. Yeah. I don't know Absolutely. which one he lives in, but he's over there. Probably. One of the two. So anyway, Chris, it was absolutely wonderful. I think of all the conversations, the people that have reached out to me on LinkedIn to have a chat. This has been, uh, again, in retrospect, unsurprisingly, certainly the most <laughs> interesting one I have I've ever had. So I really appreciate that. Um, like I said, send me across the recording when you can, and I'll uh, I'll get that ready, and I'll, I'll touch base with you probably in about a week or two once I uh, know when it'll be. Then I'll grab a grab a profile photo, and we'll see if we can't find we can inspire a million people by twenty thirty to be uh, chief question askers in their oh own. Oh my brand. god, we got to get going! Oh shit, <laughs> we do. We do. We do. It's almost Deal. Well, they'll uh, 
they'll email the recording within, I guess, 10 minutes or so, and uh, off to the races we go. Fantastic. Mate, it was, right, a, it was an absolute pleasure. I appreciate it. I'll speak to you soon, sir. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much again for listening to today's episode. Just remember, if you want to join in on the conversation, make sure you jump over to the social media handles. You're going to find us at Better Questions, Better Life on Facebook, Instagram, BQBL underscore on the Twitter. Of course, you can make sure you jump into the hashtag BQBL. Of course, you can check out our website at BetterQuestionsBetterLife.co. And I obviously, I want to take a quick minute again and thank our sponsor, YZ. Make sure you get started with your own 14-day free trial at yz.com. That's W-Y-Z-E-D.com. With that being said, speak to you next time.